this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. And as T goes back to her seat, we need to pray for the Horsham Church, don't you think? I think that's probably... (laughs) That's not really appropriate, really. (laughs) Okay, I think um, I've had an introduction. I don't think I can live up to half of that. But uh, my name's John. I'm one of the elders here in Jubilee. And um, I feel on my heart, I just want to prophesy before I start, I feel that God wants to do something quite remarkable in our midst today. And I hope I can portray that. I hope I can share what God's put on my heart today without fluffing my lines, etc. It hasn't to be polished at all and I'll come on to that, but I just feel God's got something quite significant for us as a people today. And if you join us for the first time, this is the last time we're looking through the book of Psalms. We finished off a summer of looking at Psalms and we're going to be going on to a new series in about three weeks' time. So I've really enjoyed looking at Psalms. I've enjoyed Rupert and Graham and Tim and Dave. They brought different aspects of the Psalms and how King David has been so tied up in all of that. It's just been remarkable to listen to. So today I'm reading from Psalm 37, so if you'd like to be looking that up, that would be great. And I'm reading the first four verses of Psalm 37. And it says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass they will soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I wonder, have you ever wrestled with God over something in your life? Thank you, Chloe. One person's wrestled with God. Sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes God says something and you think, well, that's all very well, God, but I've got a better way of working that out or I've got a smarter way and you go off down a some side track. And I've got to admit, I have been, as it says in Only Fools and Horses, a 24-carat plonker over this. <laughs> because I've wrestled with God so much over this word that I really don't know as I was coming or going over the last four or five weeks. You see, I thought I had it all planned. I thought, God said to me in the very early days when I was looking at this, I knew exactly what I wanted to preach from. I felt it was from God's. And then he gave me five words to preach from, from this psalm. And I thought, there's no way I can just turn up here with five words. How will I ever get away with that? So I started to add a bit to it and then add a bit more to it. And then I looked up this commentary on it and then I looked at that person's interpretation of it and I had nine pages of notes before I knew where I was coming and going. And when I got that down, I got it all typed up and I was ready to go. I just had so many restless nights and migraines over this word. I just, I've done, I've never quite been in that position before. And God was saying to me, what did I tell you, first of all? What did I ask you to preach from? So I've wrestled big time over this one. But I felt I was in quite good company because if you read in 1 Corinthians 2, the great Apostle Paul says this, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was still with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. 
my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And I knew at that stage that it was less of me and much more of God, and that's the way I want it to be this morning. So I'm not going to stand up here and bring a long word this morning, but I want the Holy Spirit to carry on what I feel God's got in for my heart. So let me tell you what I was going to do, just very briefly. I was going to bring you a personal testimony of the power of God's words that we experienced when Julie and I lived down in, in Sussex about how God broke in and legally evicted someone from their house on the back of a word of the psalm. If you want to know more about that, come and find me over coffee. Remarkable power of God's words. And I was going to say to you, don't fret or be worried. And I was going to say to you, can any of us, as it says in Matthew, add one hour to our day by worrying? I was going to talk about that. And then I was going to say, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the wonderful promise and the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I was going to talk about that. That sounded okay as well. And then I was going to talk about trusting in the Lord and dwelling in the land. And I found this most remarkable testimony of a lady called Heidi Baker, who many of you have heard of, who was an American missionary in Mozambique, who went over there and 16 years old, God called her to go to Mozambique. She turned up there with nothing. They planted three churches, her and her husband. The third one was a particularly bad church plant and it started to fall apart. After 30 years, she went to Toronto with double pneumonia, turned up in a conference in the Vineyard Fellowship and God met with her so powerfully She was laid out on the floor for seven days and they had to carry her from the conference back to the hotel every day and all she could do was get up, go to the bathroom and drink and the Spirit of God was just so mightily upon her. And and God said to her at this stage, you can do nothing without me or the body of Christ. You'll be more fruitful than you can ever imagine. Question mark, will you trust in me? And since then she's planted over 10,000 churches in 20 nations from three to 20,000 because she trusted in God Almighty. So I was going to talk about that. But then I've come back to just the original, what God wanted me to say to you this morning. Delight yourself in the Lord. It's as simple as that. Five very important words. Delight in me, says God. So what does it mean to delight in the Lord? It means to draw near and to indulge yourself to allow him full access to us. It's an intimate thing. Into me see, intimacy, into me see. There's a, you t- we need to take pleasure in him, be vulnerable and open. You see, intimacy with God precedes faithfulness and fruitfulness. As we take exquisite delight in him, we see the second part of this verse, and he will give you the desires of your heart come to fruition we don't delight in the Lord because we want the second part. It's not, some, it's not some big deal, but God gives us freely the second part of that verse. And John 15 verse 7 says the same promise. Ask whatever you wish and it will be granted unto you. So as you delight in the Lord, your maker, your father, your sustainer, your saviour, you will come to rest in who, in who he is for you. So this morning, delight yourself in the Lord. This is what we did in worship earlier this morning. It's okay to get excited about God. It's not hype. 
It's about recognising his everlasting goodness to us, his people. It delights his heart when we spend time in his presence, for we know that in that presence there is a fullness of joy that cannot be manufactured, but is spirit-breathed. Delighting in the Lord means dependency on him alone. Abandon yourself to him. Absolute surrender to the will of God should be the only way for us to live. God is not asking for half measures, half your life or half your will. He's not asking for your heart but not your mind. He's asking for the whole thing. So the only way for us to live should be in complete abandonment to him. So just that wonderful picture of King David when he was going to the holy city of Jerusalem and if you remember he was dancing before the ark of the Lord. He just with complete abandonment. He just loved God and in 2 Samuel it says David danced before the Lord with all of his might. So in the Old Testament setting, if David could have danced before the Lord with all of his might, how much more should we have for us? How, how much more would God have for us? We've tasted and seen of his goodness and he's left us the deposit of his wonderful Holy Spirit. You see, when we walk in intimacy with God, we find that what matters to us matters to him and vice versa. So I don't know about you, when you went to Sunday school and we had all these wonderful stories of the heroes of the Bible and I think they're called the ancients in Hebrews 11, they refer to the ancients, so the Moses and the Abrahams and the David, etc, etc. And it says of those, those wonderful men how they walked with God. And I was thinking about Adam in the garden. I'm just thinking about the intimacy of that setting before sin came into the garden and how God had just made the heavens and the earth and the dry land and the waters and then he, and he looked around and he thought, I need, a, I need someone to come and tend to these for me. And he created Adam in his own image. And in those early days without the sin in the garden, I just got this picture of God and Adam walking hand in hand in the splendour of the garden and even just looking around saying, this is beautiful. And Adam would say to God, this is beautiful what you've created, God. And, Adam would say, and God would say, well, I just love it, sharing it with you. And it's just such a wonderful scene of intimacy in that garden. And it says of men in the Old Testament how they walked faithfully or steadfastly or in obedience to God. But it also says in Leviticus 26, I will walk amongst you and be your God. So it's a two-way thing with God. We walk with him, he walks with us. And God wants to bless us this morning because it's in his very nature to do so. He just can't stop doing it. It's in his nature. He loves to bless us. And for each one of us here today, God is calling us into a deeper and more intimate friendship with him. It was said of David that he was a man after the heart of God. And today God is calling each one of us to have that same closeness, intimacy and friendship. There is something very precious about delighting ourselves in the Lord, where God becomes intensely, passionately interested in the desires of your heart. So I want to spend some more time delighting in him now. So I'm going to really just ask the Holy Spirit to move in the midst now. I've got an idea of where he wants to take us, but um, it's going to be messy, but that's okay. Um, When the Holy Spirit breaks in, it normally is messy. But I've just got the sense in my spirit that God just wants to, to change people's hearts and lives today. So I'm going to step out quite boldly. Graham, I wonder if you can just come up and just on the keyboard for me, please. 
while Graham's just getting on getting up to the keyboard. I, uh, Ray brought a word last week. I wasn't in the in the service very much, but I managed. David managed to record it, and um, Ray said this uh, says basically, "Spirit, lead me where my trust is, without borders." Let me walk upon the waters wherever you may call me. And it was almost like that sense last week of I just want to abandon myself in you, God. So I wonder if this might be helpful if you just want to close your eyes. Because we just want to spend some time delighting in the Lord. And we want to turn our affections to God this morning. And I just want to take you on a bit of a journey maybe in your spiritual lives. And this is, this is what I felt God wants me to do this morning. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're not a Christian. I pray that God will reveal his face to you this morning as we just spend some time in his presence now. But if you know and love the Lord Jesus as your saviour, I want to take you back in your history with God this morning. And I wonder if you can remember those very intimate times when you first handed your life over to God and you said, God, I can't do this any longer. I hand it all over to you, Father. I confess my sins and I acknowledge you as the saviour of my life. And I wonder if you experience what I I experienced in those times, just this wonderful joy and peace. There was a tingling in the back of my neck. As I surrendered my life to God, I knew he was the one for me there was no other there was no debate in my life at that stage it was God or desolation for me at that stage and I wonder if you can remember that maybe your conversion wasn't as dramatic as mine maybe it didn't happen in one second but maybe you just grew into loving God but even in that setting how wonderful that is when God whispers promises into your life And maybe you've experienced other wonderful things from the throne room of God. Maybe you've seen some wonderful healings. I hadn't been a Christian long when I experienced the first sighted healing. There was a, was a, was a a friend. And, uh, she had a bit of a limp basically, had a a bit of a curvature of the spine. And one of the elders of the church I was in just sat her down on a chair and started to pray for her. And I physically saw that leg grow on that day and I thought what love what compassion that's my God doing that that's the God of miracles breaking out and she was completely healed on that morning and maybe in your Christian walk you've been in a time of real struggle financially or just general provision of a house or a car or something and you've sat down in the quietness of your room and you've committed that to God and God's come up trumps and he always does he never lets us down and you've had the provision of a job or a house or some food on the table or some money or something that you thought I, I don't dare even expect this but God is a wonderful provider And maybe there was a time where you suddenly realised I've been forgiven. As far as the east is from the west he will remember my transgressions no longer. I stand forgiven clothed in a robe of righteousness. 
delight in the Lord. And maybe you realise that you've been saved by grace through faith. That precious time where actually you were fully justified before him. Yes, you'd done wrong, you'd sinned, as we all had. We'd all fallen short of the glory of God. But yet in that moment, you understood the lavishness of his grace upon your life. It was a revelation to you and you delighted in the Lord in that moment of time. And maybe you were battling one day with spiritual things in your life. You were just trying to see God's will pursued and you suddenly realised there was a revelation. You realised, yes, I am more than a conqueror. Let's delight in the Lord over that. And maybe you were just sitting down reading your Bible one day and the revelation from those pages hit you and you realised I've been chosen by God. Me, Lord? Chosen by you? Who am I? That's the point. We were nothing. We are nothing. But we've been chosen by the Almighty God. Delight in the Lord. Delight in your Father. He loves you with an everlasting love that can never be shaken. If he is for you, who or what can ever be against you? He's done it all. Left nothing to chance. I just want to read a word out over you as a people this morning. And I fought over this with God as well, really, because I didn't really understand it. It seems quite straightforward to me. But it comes with the weight of the Holy Spirit, I believe. And this is what God would say to us as a church this morning. There is a season of miracles coming to you. Are you prepared to believe me for a time of the miraculous? I'll read that again. There is a season of miracles coming to you. Are you prepared to believe me for a time of the miraculous? And I said to God, what does, what does that mean? Give me some examples, God. What does the miraculous mean? It might mean different things to different people. Even as you hear those words, you might be thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure what that means. And I felt God say very clearly to me, tell my people to dream big dreams. Oh. So a big dream for you, a miracle for you might be talking to your neighbour about God. It might be going to another country. You might be doing what T's doing and going down to Horsham for a year. You might be picking up a ministry in the church. It might be something even bigger than that. Then I started to ask God a little bit more about this word. How, Lord God, is this word going to break out in the midst? And God said to me, it starts with the life group leaders. 
and through the life group leaders, this word will be brought to bear in the church. So Brad, can you put up behind me on the screen, please? We've often said that the life group leaders are the engine room of any church, and so it is with us. We deeply honour the life group leaders in this church and those that have led life groups in the past. But there's something significant about this move of God today, I believe. And when Brad's managed to find that, it's a picture of a firebox in a steam engine. Hmm, that's not quite that one. That's a picture of a firebox in a steam engine. 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. There's such fire in there, such heat. And I want to ask the life group leaders, and I realise that many of them are away today, but if you lead a life group in this church at the moment, or if you're visiting us and you lead a life group, can I ask you to come down to the front of this church now, please? Now, as you see these people come down, please, if you're part of a life group and you know that your life group leader is not here for any reason today, could you come down and stand in their place today, please? Because you're going to be carriers of what God wants to do in the midst. So if you know your life group leader is not here today, and many of them are not, could you come down and stand at the front of the church, please? And I don't care if there's three or four people come down from each life group, it doesn't matter. It's what I believe God wants to do with you. So brilliant, if you can just spread yourself right around the front, that would be great. Okay. This is where it gets a bit messy, and I haven't really planned any further than this, to be quite honest with you. But one of the things I know that God wants to do in the life groups is he said, make space and make room for my Holy Spirit's Wait patiently for my spirit to come. And I felt as I looked upon you as a group of people down the front this morning, he wanted to build what I can only term as a faith wall of fire this morning. So as you take what's in that firebox there and we lay hands on you in a minute, there was like a faith wall of fire broke out down the front of this church. And then on the back of that... I want to talk about another couple of groups of people. Ray, would you just come up here for a second as well, please? Here's another word that God gave me this morning, and you may already be down the front of this one. God said to me, pray for those who want to take new ground. Now, that might mean different things to different people. I appreciate that. Taking new ground might mean stepping outside your house and speaking to a neighbour. It might mean moving house. It might mean all sorts, but... It might just mean, Lord, I want more of you. So if you want to step out and take new ground this morning, please also, in a minute, come down to the front and I'll tell you when. And then I also, sorry, this is quite long-winded, but I just felt all these things just come tumbling down. In Isaiah 53, it talks about joy instead of mourning. And I believe there's a couple of people here this morning that have been physically mourning because they've lost family and you're finding it so difficult to get back into the presence of God 
I don't think you're blaming God for any for any for a minute, but I believe actually you've lost your spirit of joy. And in a minute, I'd like to call you down to the front. And I believe God, God and part of that same thing was that He's going to give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And Ray, just bring what you had this morning as well, please. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. I really sense that this morning there is um, a river of grace in this place. There's just a sense of the presence of God pouring out his grace upon us this morning. And I use that picture of river, of water, And God is just inviting us to come into that water and just touch, just touch God this morning, wherever you are. Just reach out to God wherever you are for what you need. And I I just really sense that the river of grace is here. And as you dip your fingers as you stretch out as you reach out as you put your 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 fingers into that water as you dip your toe into that water that you will begin to experience God's grace coming over you for what you need him for this morning and within that there are people here this morning where you've experienced battle that God's saying is calm into my grace right now. It's come into that grace. And the battles that you're facing, the battles that you're work, trying to work out, that there is grace for you this morning. And it's for you to just reach out and touch that grace that was falling down upon you from heaven. Wherever you are, just reach out and touch. Say, Lord, I touch you, Lord. I receive your grace. And John just touched on this earlier and he talked about finance and that's one of the things that I felt God speak to me about. Whether you're, you're struggling in, in, in the area of finance and it's anxiety, what anxiety and worry. I just want to break right now in the name of Jesus anxiety that is over you concerning finances. I say I break that chain right now in Jesus' name. And I release the grace of God for finance over you right now in Jesus' name. I release the grace of God, the blessing and favor of God to break through right now into your situation. Let heaven open up the door of finance for you right now in Jesus' name. And God would say to you that your part is to reach out and just receive his grace. Just receive it right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In your spirit. Reach out and say, thank you, Lord. I receive your grace. Grace is just favor. It's not something you earn. not something that you're privileged for. It's something you receive because of what Jesus done for you this morning. So just receive that. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's just be quiet before the Lord. Let's just begin to receive. Just reach out in your heart. It may be verbal. 
maybe God's asking you just to start speaking tongues. And if that's what he's asking you to do, then just begin to do that in your, wherever you are. Spirit of the living God, just flow. Grace. The river of grace flow in this place right now. Flow right now in Jesus' name. There's much more to come. Okay, so I think this is how we're going to do this. I think Ray, I, Graham's playing. So Tim, Adam, are you free to come and pray for guys? So we're going to pray for the representatives of these life groups. We're going to pray that the fire of God falls upon you. And we're going to ask you to dream big dreams, either for you personally or for the groups that you look after or the groups that you're in. And then as we've prayed for you, anybody that wants to take new ground, come and find a life group leader to pray for you. Anybody that feels that they've been mourning and they want that that sense of joy back, come and find a life group leader and let them pray for you. So, Spirit of God, we just ask you now just to fall upon us again. Thank you, Lord God. We so said, let your fire fall, Lord. We want to delight in you this morning. You're right in the centre, Father, where you should be this morning. We love what you're doing in the midst, Lord God. We say we want to be changed by you, Lord, from one degree of glory to another. That's your promise. Father, we say meet with us today. Change us. May we be a people that bear fruit for you, Lord God in abundance thank you Lord so we're going to start praying now if you're just sitting in the seat please just pray for us or just keep reflecting what God's doing in your life as well that would be great Sunday morning.